Hi, this is Jay Morgan, Administrator for Conscious Parenting Now on Facebook, and I'm doing my first podcast. Yay! I'm going to um, retell and quote from a story from the book, The Outward Mindset, Seeing Beyond Ourselves, from the Arbinger Institute. And the story starts with uh, Terry Olson, who is giving an in-service at a hospital that works with uh, children with emotional and behavioral disorders. And they had a particularly difficult patient named Toby, age eight, and he was very belligerent, very defiant, very disruptive, um, and wouldn't really respond to all the traditional uh, techniques. So they asked him uh, about Toby, uh, who had recently gotten out of the building and tore off all his clothes and began running through the courtyard, causing um, several staff to sort of panic and run out there to try to corral him and get him back in the building. After these episodes, the staff would put Toby in the timeout room, a small cubicle that was carpeted, until he calmed down. Then he would get out and get back with the group, but uh, often would, would um, do something else to cause him to be put back in the timeout room. So um, Terry, in response to the questioner, uh, told him, that there was no magic solution, but he suggested that if Toby became increasingly unmanageable after being locked in the timeout room, maybe he was not responding to the particular punishment as much as he was rebelling against being seen and treated like an object. Objects do what you want them to do, Terry explained. You can throw a washcloth in the sink, kick a soccer ball across the field, or push clothes into a laundry bag, but when you try to throw, kick, or push people, they often resist. Toby might be resisting the idea of being a thing. And then Terry had um, an idea, which he shared. Terry suggested to the teachers that if none of the dis their disciplinary techniques were working, perhaps they should consider a different approach. Instead of chasing him down when he bolted from class, and putting him in the timeout room, Terry invited them to imagine new possibilities. He said, What if you ask this question of yourself? If I were to give my heart to this boy, what would occur to me to do? Then he invited them to act on whatever occurred to them at that point. Two weeks later, Terry returned and one staff was eager to tell the following story regarding Toby. Toby ran out of my room two days after we had talked, and I didn't send the aide after him. Instead, I waited a couple of minutes, and I turned my class over to my aide and went looking for Toby, who I found under a blanket in the auditorium. He looked like he was hiding from the world. 
I asked myself the question, if I gave my heart to this boy, what would occur to me to do? Immediately, I thought of hide-and-go-seek. So on impulse, I got down on the floor and got under the blanket with Toby. He seemed startled. I uh, told him about hide-and-seek, made sure he knew the rules, and told him I would be it. I started counting to 25, and Toby watched me for perhaps 10 seconds, then he bolted from the room to find a good hiding place. I found him in the broom closet, two classrooms down, and told him I wanted to be it again. He was excited about the game now and took off right away to find a new hiding place. After a little while, it was time for me to teach again, so I told him I would be back later. But about 10 minutes into class, he sneaked into my classroom and slid into his chair. Now, Toby has not been perfect, but I have been different. When he misbehaves, that question of yours has become an echo in my brain. Sometimes I stop everything and ask him a question. Sometimes I ask him to help someone else. Sometimes I explain that I need help. Sometimes I explain to him that he just can't do that and go on. He settles down. It's a day-by-day, sometimes moment-by-moment thing. But I am different with him, and he seems different to me, even when he acts up. This teacher discovered what all outward individuals or organizations know. Real helpfulness can't be made into a formula. To be outward doesn't mean that people should adopt this or that prescribed behavior. Rather, it means when people see the needs, challenges, desires, and humanity of others, the most effective ways to adjust their efforts occur to them in the moment. When they see others as people, they respond in human and helpful ways. They naturally adjust what they do in response to the needs they see around them. With an outward mindset, adjusting one's efforts naturally follows from seeing others in a new way. Okay, that's, uh, that's the podcast. Um, the bullet points here are uh, there is no formula for conscious parenting. It happens in the moment. Uh, the second bullet point is uh, we have a tendency to see other people, even our children, as objects. And when we do, we, um, it's, it's easy to uh, get into the illusion of control. And when we're trying to control our kid to push them into this or push them away from that, they often rebel. Uh, the third bullet point is um, as we see our Kids, as kids, as real people, our heart softens, our love guides our decision-making, and what occurs to us can have a truly uh, wonderful effect. And 
as we practice this, it gets better and easier and more fluid. And, um, and, and that's conscious parenting in a nutshell. So uh, thanks for, for listening. Uh, if you're interested in my book, it's called Finger Painting in Sight Class, Artfully Applying Science to Better Work with Children and Teens. And my second book is called The Little Book of Sutras, Spiritual Snacks for Those on the Road Less Traveled, both available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle form. Thanks again, and I hope to see you soon.